Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, it's Joey Harrington. Story time. Man, so many directions we can go this week with Joey. First of all, let me just ask you a basic one. How you doing, Joe? You, you just called me Joe. Yeah, Joe. It was a little awkward, I'm not going to lie. Joseph. J. Joseph. No, nobody called. Okay, so here's the story. So I walked into Matt Millen's office the first time, right? And he just drafted me. And, you know, Matt Millen is, you know, hard-ass kind of, you know, just crossing to the point. And he sits down. He's like, I sit down. He's like, all right, I got to get this out of the way. What's what's with the Joey? I was like, what What do you mean, what's the with the Joey? He's like, well, there's been, never been a good quarterback named Joey. It wasn't Joey Montana. It wasn't Joey Namath. It's like I, I can't do it. I can't call you Joey. I was like, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you expect me to do? That's my name. And he's like, well, well, what's your, what's your middle name? I was like, Joseph. He said, your name's Joey Joseph. I was like, no, my name's John Joseph. And he looked at me. He's like, John Joseph. I can call you that. <laughs> All right, John Joseph. And to this day, Matt Millen calls me John Joseph. Oh, cool. That's a, oh, yeah. what an odd stance for a coach to take. Like. Well, he was the GM. Well, yeah, the GM, not the coach. But it's a, it's a very yeah. odd, it's an odd thing. You have something against the name Joey. I like the uh-huh. name. He wanted to call me. He wanted to call me Joe. I was like, I don't. I, you know, you can call me whatever you want, but I'm not a Joe. You know, that's just not me. Did uh, Did I read on the social media that you were at the Ducks Beavers game the other night? I was. Yeah, I was. How was that? It was a good tilt. It was, you know, it's interesting. Um, two things, two takeaways. One, that is an incredibly athletic Oregon team. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's a shame what some of those injuries have done. Um, I was talking with, with, um, Casey Jacobson was calling the game. Um, and I was, chatting with him afterwards. He's like, there's no reason that Arizona and UCLA and Oregon every single year, they should be making the tournament. Um, but two, this was the first time that I've seen, you know, I had been back to Matthew Knight in a while and there were a couple games real early on where the, you know, the, it was the newness factor and everybody was showing up. Um, and then, you know, it, then the attendance kind of fell. And, you know, we're talking years ago. This was all, you know, pre-COVID stuff. I was really happy to see the students showed up. You know, it, it wasn't like rocking and, and going crazy, but they were all there. The The student section behind the basket was all full. Um, you know, they tarped off a few seats up on, up on the um, the third level. But still, it, you know, for a Wednesday night, 8 p.m. tip, it was a pretty good showing. Okay. Well... I haven't ever been there, so. Well, that's the last. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what, I know football is going to continue. I don't know what the basketball situation was, but in, I mean, in theory, that could be the last Oregon, Oregon State basketball game ever. I mean, I'm, have you seen anything that they're going to keep doing the, the other sports besides football? That's a good point. I, I hadn't thought about it. I, I know that they've extended at least for a couple years. You can play non-con. I mean, they, they've got. Yeah, I just, I, I would, ass- I, I would yeah. assume that because, that, the you know, it, it allows for, for that sort of thing. But I, I don't know. I honestly, I just, it popped in my head. I'm like, I don't know if I've seen anything else about any other teams playing besides football. That's an interesting point. 
That place will be rocking when Perdon't comes to town next year. It'll be cool. <laughs> well, I will say you're about to, you know, you can say what you want about football. Basketball is about to get a lot more interesting. I think that's a fair point. I think that's a fair point. Yeah, um, yeah I will be. I will be curious to see Oregon playing. Yeah, the the Purdue's and the, Michigan, Ohio the State, Indiana, yeah. the the Illinois. Yeah. You know, like to to <clears throat> you know see him. God, where you think Gary Williams is? Um, you think he could you know coach coach Maryland get them rolling again? Gary Williams, yeah, that's a blast from the past. Well, they're in the ACC though, aren't they? Maryland? No, Maryland's no, in the Big Ten. No, Maryland's in the Big Ten. Well, they used to be in the ACC. Yeah, they've been. In the, they joined the Big Ten when Rutgers joined the Big Ten. Hey, you get that hot? Uh, what was was it? Mike Rice Jr. That was the coach at Rutgers that was hurling slurs and balls at everybody. <laughs> wasn't, that, wow. wasn't, that, wasn't that at Rutgers where he got canned because he was caught on tape? Oh yeah, yeah. I think that was Mike Rice Jr. If I'm yeah. not mistaken, the Wild Ones kid. I have a hot take, and you're not oh. gonna you're not gonna like this. Oh, because. Don't go. Well, you can't. I mean, Tinker Hatfield is wonderful. Oregon is wonderful. Yep. Everything's wonderful. Everything's great. Peaches, cream, roses, sunshine. However, <laughs> however, is it time to change the court? <laughs> Somebody said that to me at the, at the game. That the tall uh, furs. I, I I can't do the court anymore. Yeah, like a seizure. I just think they <laughs> need all. a new court. Yeah. Why? It's just, I see where you're going with this and, and follow me. You know, sometimes they come out with like a new car and you're like, oh man, that's futuristic. And it looks very cutting edge. And then in about four or five years, it doesn't look cutting edge. It just looks bad. And at the time it was unique and it was different and it stood out and not everything that is cutting edge, uh, it ages well. And I, I, I liked the court when it first came out, I thought it was unique and different, but I'm, I'm kind of with Rob. I, I think it's aged like bread, not wine. Okay. You don't like it either. I can tell in your voice. Well, he doesn't want to criticize. No, Tinker. no, 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 yeah, no. But he I, like just, it. I just, I, I think before I speak, unlike some, <laughs> you know, offensive linemen. Um, so, how would you then explain the NBA All Star Game essentially having a giant Tinker Hatfield? drawing on the court in an led format during the entire entire thing like well, i would make the argument that, that that's the an all-star of, game in vegas it's not a wednesday night against the beeves in eugene <laughs> and it's a one-off yeah you know look so I'm you're all, saying you don't mind the idea of court graphics no but you no. think that it's that uh, on a constant basis that's just too much I, I only watch on tv and every time i tune in i'm like Ugh. it's a lot it hurts it's, it, it's a lot it hurts my rods and cones <laughs> it's time for a redesign that's yeah, all i'm that's saying it. Like, just redesign, redesign it. it you can Switch still it up. you can still do the tall fur thing but maybe just have it at the at the ends of the like just it's it's time for a refresh I mean, lord knows you got money Come yeah on. exactly like your guys's uniforms like Oregon gets a lot of flack for the uniforms and there's been different variations, but they keep going and it evolves and it gets better. And right. you know, it's, it's, it changes. And I think it's time for the court to, to go by the way of some of the uniforms and, you know, put the O on the back of the helmet and do the, uh, the Omica. It's time to change to, to, to go from diamond plate to wings. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, I, I could buy that's, that argument. That's all you I, can, I can, you, I'm bagging with your moan. I got you. You can still have it unique. You can. <laughs> I like that. You can still have it unique. You can still have it be very, you know, Nike Oregon Tinker flavor. Just you know, maybe a little bit of a left here. Let's let's go down a different path. All right. Well, we're all in agreement there. Agreed. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you believe in any conspiracy theories? No. 
um, specifically related to oh, any, any uh, of them. What? Now, what I'm what I'm getting at here is the combine. All of a sudden, all these guys are whack jobs, and we've got one guy who doesn't believe in space. Another guy oh God. who's yeah, or planets, by the way. Well, they're asking these guys all these weird questions. Like it's becoming bits now, yeah. where they're all getting up there and like I don't believe in. So one guy, what was he saying? Like pigeon recharging stations, and yeah, like not, he doesn't believe in birds. I saw that. Yeah. What is yeah, going on? Like the power lines are like yes. pigeon recharging stations because you never actually yes. see baby pigeons. Right, and you know the answer to that is very simple, and that is that baby pigeons don't leave the nest until they're. Adults, yeah, yeah. so that's why you don't yeah, see baby well, pigeons. People don't want easy answers. God. People want wacko, out of the box thinking. Were players this crazy when you were at the combine? Well, it's just different crazy. Oh, um, you know, it's like waking up at like two in the morning to swap your pee, kind of crazy. You know, like that's <laughs> that's the crazy that we dealt with. Not like I don't actually believe in the solar system crazy. Like those are two different kinds of crazy. Yeah. That's a it's a valid point. Like you can have lots of crazy. What, swapping pee is a valid point? Well, that too. I mean, I'm just saying, like, there's there's varying forms of crazy, and I I'm with you. I played with my fair share of uh, of crazy and idiots, but I don't know if I ever had anyone that said that birds weren't real or that he didn't believe in uh he didn't believe in planets. You know, that's a, that's a bold statement. I'm trying to think of the most off kilter, like give me until the next, I'm going to think through the, through the commercial break. Once we, once we okay. get there about um, like the weirdest uh, conspiracy theory that I ran across in the league. It wasn't a conspiracy theory, but I do remember when I was at the combine, I believe it was Albert Hainsworth, the Tennessee defensive oh tackle. And we were sitting down doing one of like the, uh, the aptitude tests, you know, and it was, it was a bunch of questions. It was like a hundred plus questions and it was for the giants. <laughs> no, there were not a hundred. There were 500. Yeah. It was like, it was ridiculous. It was a 500 question right? psychological evaluation. Yeah. One of the questions being, do you enjoy beating animals? I will never <laughs> forget that. Oh God! Right, you yeah. get pleasure from beating animals. I guess there are probably some guys that are like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> Who answers that though? Even if you do enjoy beating animals, no, I think like, there are guys that yes. Well, you remember the Mike Vick thing? Like, yeah. Mike Vick didn't even understand that that was wrong. I would assume though that you don't put that on the test. You lie about that, but well, no, I don't think they understand. They're like, "Yeah, I beat my dog all the time." Let's go. But it was it was Albert Hainsworth, and we're in the middle of that. Not even in the middle of it. Like a few minutes in, and I was like. I just remember it being a slog, being like, what the hell is this thing? And Albert stands up, and there's like 15 of us taking this thing. And the little Giants thing, remember they gave you like a sweatshirt or whatever? They gave you like a swag. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) I was like, I guess we're here. And Albert Ainsworth stands up and goes, wait a minute. Where the F are you guys drafting? And the Giants guy's like, I don't know, like 18? And he goes, man, F your test. I'm going to be here anyways. (laughs) crumples it up, throws it in the trash, and is like, F you, I'm out of here, and just starts walking out. And I was like, holy crap, you can do that? And I thought, like, they were going to yell and whatever. They're like, no, Albert, Albert, here, take They gave him a bunch of giant swag. They gave him, like, all this stuff. And Haynes was like, yeah, whatever. He took it and just walked out, and I was like, that guy's my hero. And then I sat down and completed the questions because shut up and take the (laughs) test. But I just, I'll never forget that. Wait. What are you motherfuckers drafting? ATI, I'm not going to be there. F you. <laughs> they, they they would not draft you if you didn't take that, that personality mm-hmm. test. No, Albert didn't care. 
Yeah. And I think he did. I, I think he went like 12. No, he yeah. was a he was a terrifying individual. So Roma Dunze was asked if he could land a plane in an emergency. Oh. And uh, rather refreshingly, he said, no chance. All souls uh, perish. <laughs> I like that. Could you Honesty. land a plane in an emergency? No, I mean, no. <laughs> you sure? I, I'm trying to think, like, why would somebody think, I mean, you've got like, you know, you got the sticks, you got your little, you know, your steering wheel thing. I mean, sure. Could like, could you steer it? Like I have. Okay. So, um, another story. So we were on, um, this was after the, I was, I was already done playing college football and that was when, uh, it was during the, uh, NCAA basketball tournament and Oregon was playing the sweet 16 in Wisconsin and Madison. Okay. And long, I would, that was when I was doing the, you know, the, we'd started the pit crew and, you know, wearing wigs and like, you know, all sorts of fun stuff to the games. So, um, I'm full. They was a seat on a jet going back and some alums, you know, asked like, Oh, you want to fly back with us? And I was like, yeah, sure. I, I just have to be back at a certain time. You know, I got something going and they're like, yeah, no problem. The jet is flying back. And so it can just take you back to Eugene. I was like, that's how this works. Like, okay, cool. So I flew with these people over to the game. We beat Texas and then ended up to, to advance to play Kansas in the next round. So I'm flying back. It's just me and the pilots. And I'm just kind of sitting there, you know, like twiddling my thumbs, like, holy cow, like what the hell is going on? Like, it's just me on this airplane. And so I kind of like walk up to the cockpit. I was like, Hey guys, what's going on? You know, like, you want to talk to me? Like, Hey, can can we talk? Like, what's like, you know, we're an hour and a half into this thing and I'm bored out of my mind. And he's like, yeah, uh, you know, we start chatting. And I was like, yeah, man, I've always, I've been really curious about flying a plane. And I'd love to get my pilot's license. He's like, oh, cool, sit down. I was like, sit down where? He's like, as he's standing up, <laughs> you know, the, the co-pilot. And he's like, stands up out of it. He's like, yeah, yeah, sit down. I was like, in the, in the cockpit? Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, weasel my way in there. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's all on autopilot anyway. So, you know, the and the main pilot is sitting there. And so I'm, you know, kind of weasel my way in. And I'm looking at all these dials. And it's like, you know, your tilt and your angle and your all sorts of things. And dials are spinning and numbers flashing. And the guy says, okay, now grab the sticks, you know. And on your right thumb, you push that button and it'll take you off of autopilot. And I was, and I and I kind of looked over. I was like, "We're at forty two thousand feet," mm. and so button click. I was like, "All right." And sure enough, like the nose starts to fall down, you know. And I'm like pointing down. I'm, you know, I was like, "Oh look, there's Billings, Montana." You know, I was like, "All right, now let's pull it back up." And okay, good. And now let's turn to the left. And so I'm like steering this thing like up and down and left and right. And they said, "Now if you take your thumb off the button, it'll just auto," you know. And so I took the thumb off the button, and it just like like right back onto you know onto the whatever program they had it tracked on. So. um I could tilt the plane in the proper direction, but all those other things, like how the hell would you stop? Like, I, I think I that's the biggest part, honestly, is the stopping. Flying's like, easy. Stopping? Yeah. yeah like, well, hit like the brake. It's like driving a car. Just like yeah, to the right the and to the pull left. The, pull the e-brake. <laughs> uh, yeah, and up and down. Like the only the other thing too is you, like you don't tilt your 
car's nose down to the ground, right? That's the you know, that's the other directional thing. But like, how once you hit the ground, how do you stop? Well, maybe you slide off the runway. And yeah, I don't know how that works. You know, I, I think you just slow down uh, and then roll out of the plane. Try to try to shoulder roll, bail on it. Well, maybe somebody talks oh, you no, through it. Oh, no, the river. You just fly into Portland, oh, and go. then you just, like, hit the the the, uh, the runway, and then you just mm-hmm. coast to make sure, like, your nose is up a little mm-hmm. bit. So you pull a, a captain. What's the... Uh, what's the Yes. Yeah. You Sully, pull a and you drop it into the Columbia River, and that's how everybody survives. So, yes, I could land a plane and survive, have the passenger survive. Yeah, you could do it. I, I know it. I believe in you. You're the type. You're the Sully Sullenberger hero, right. hero, heroic type. All right. Uh, think about that question about uh, the strangest conspiracy theory from when you played. But also I want to get your opinion on uh, the 12-team, now uh, suddenly a 14-team, <laughs> soon-to-be 16-team playoff with all Big Ten and SEC teams. Uh, next, with our friend Joey Harrington here on 1080 The Fan. Story time with Joey on 1080 The Fan. All right, we're back with Joey Harrington here on 1080 The Fan. Uh, did you think of the strangest conspiracy theory that uh, that that guys were talking about when you played? Because I feel like it's gotten weirder over the years. No, I couldn't. I tried. Yeah, they're getting weirder, man. It's just this pigeon thing is like, yeah, what? That's... Again, the more information that's out there, you think it makes you smarter. It doesn't. It makes you dumber. Because now you can, whatever stupid idea you've ever conjured up, someone has written a 10-page article or put out a YouTube video that is like, well, it's like the one dude that was like, that talked about the the flat earth. He's like, well, I saw something about flat earth and it made sense to me. And, you know, people are very, uh, they're easily persuaded. And there's so much information out there that we're persuaded to dumber and dumber things. I can't think of anything. So there's no, you don't believe in any conspiracy theories at all? Oh, me? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. What would be considered a conspiracy theory that I might believe in? Well, like JFK is the, you know. JFK, like the moon lone shooter, Lone shooter. One shooter? Yeah, uh, the, or how many people, sh- you know. Well, vaccines are a big one right now yeah, for did people. Did you get the jab? Did you get the jab, Joey? Actually, just a couple of days ago, I got uh, my update. Yeah. Nah, that's 5G, dude. <laughs> They're tracking uh, you right now. <laughs> All right. Anyway, let's, let's move on. Yeah. The 14-team, well, it's a 12-team playoff. But now they've already, they've already turned it into a 14-team playoff in two years. Only one. Has that been confirmed? No, but it's going to happen because the Big Ten and the SEC want it. Yeah. I mean, they... You know, they have all the leverage. So here's my only question. Do you think we ever get to a place where college football's postseason is just settled and it stays in place like the NCAA tournament? But the NCAA tournament isn't staying in place. Well, but you know what I mean. Like, it's a great postseason, and I know they've tweaked it, but it's, you know, the format is is what it is. It's been that way for years, and we love it. Do we ever get that with college football, or is it just going to keep changing until we die? In a plane crash. Um, that I was flying. That you were. Um, <laughs> that you tried to set us down on the Columbia and it failed. <laughs> You're no Sully Sullenberger. <laughs> um, here's what I think has to happen first: is you have to somehow have an established set of rules for college football. Right. That's that's the issue. 
why do they keep changing it? Because the money is there. Why do they, you know, and, and the TV contracts and the conference realignment and now 12 to 14, like you said, is because the big 10 and the sec want more teams. Why do they want more teams? Cause they get more money. Like it's, it's, it's all, it's all screwed up. So like we've talked about, until you have some sort of rules for NIL and transfer portal and conference realignment and, you know, what, it, what this whole thing looks like, you're not going to be able to have a consistent postseason anything. Yeah. You know, I, I think we will at some point end up with an NFL-type postseason um, in the same way that we're going to end up with an NFL type, you know, college football is essentially just going to be minor league football. Um, well, but they you... have to, they have to establish that before you can, before you can commit to a playoff format. I don't know if you've seen this today. You, you probably haven't. It came out just a, a, a little bit ago, but the NCAA gave up on the, uh, NIL. They said that, uh, in response to the Tennessee lawsuit, uh, what was it for Tennessee and Virginia, the NCAA said officially moving forward, all investigations into NIL third party will be paused and no new ones will begin. They they quit. They So now any NIL is basically, it's Thunderdome. It's a free-for-all. The NCAA laid down today and said we can enforce it and said something like this is why uh, you know, the NCAA has to come up with something in a boardroom. It can't, they're admitting that they, they will lose in court. So that was, I, you know, <laughs> you basically can do whatever you want, pay for play, uh, incentives, all that stuff that was originally not supposed to be part of NIL. All of that stuff now is, is legal because no one can enforce it. Here's the thing that I aren't. So explain to me the, what is behind this Tennessee lawsuit? Like I thought there was, I, well, I'll leave it at that. Go ahead. So the Tennessee lawsuit was, they said that Tennessee, uh, they had, they had broken the, the, the NIL rules and that they were the third party people were getting involved with the university and they were basically doing pay for play, which everyone's been doing like, Hey, if you, you come here, we're giving you X, Y, Z, and a lot of it was around that that Nico, the quarterback kid that supposedly got $7 million right. and it was broken up into each year and there were incentives. And so they said this is not what NIL is. And they were investigating Tennessee and Tennessee said, screw you. This is what everyone's doing. You have no right to enforce this. They sued the NCAA to basically say they can do what they want. And the judge put an injunction on it. And the NCAA just basically folded and said, you're right. We can investigate this. So there's no more investigation into Tennessee and we're not starting any new ones. So basically if you're a collective now, there's nothing stopping you from working with the university. There's nothing stopping you from doing pay for play. There's nothing stopping you from buying kids to go to campus. There's nothing stopping you from put, putting incentive laden, basically contracts in front of kids. There's just, there's nothing. I mean, this was kind of the, the NCAA got their well, ass kicked. Okay. Which, which I'm fine with. What I'm, what I want to make sure happens though going forward is that these kids, and I will say kids, because they are still 17, just turning 18, when when this starts to happen, that they're protected, right? Because how many, you know, the good. How many kids are? I was just trying to think of, are promised something. Yeah. 
here's, you know, if you come here, here's what, what you're going to get. And they show up and they either don't perform and they're, you know, or whatever the reason, they don't get what they have been promised. Yeah, it happens. Right? It's already I'm, happening in Florida and Miami. Remember, that was, that was a whole thing. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So whether it's, whether it's capping or, you know, getting everybody on the same level playing field, salary cap, however it works, and on the backs, the flip side is making sure that what is promised is delivered. There needs to be some sort of, like, that, that's why I said this is going to be, an, it's just going to be minor league football. That's all it's going to be, is you're going to be able to make money, um, you know, the moment you leave high school. Um, so, <sighs> Yeah, good that they lost. Maybe it forces them to get some sort of yeah. financial structure in place as opposed to trying to like hang on to what used to be or fix what used to exist. And they did say that in one of the statements. Uh, one of the, the NCAA's attorneys, um, I, I'd, I'd have to look it up, he, he did say something along the line of this is why uh, rules need to be made in an NCAA uh, boardroom and not a courtroom. Basically saying they can't win in a court of law at this point. Right. Nor so, should they. So now all the teams join the Big Ten and the SEC? And we... Well, we, the, the, it's, it's, it's going to be moot. I mean, it's... I don't know how, how you end up doing it. I mean, it's AFC, NFC, it's Big Ten, SEC. I don't know how... However you decide to do it, it doesn't matter to me at this point. Like, it, it's, it literally is so... like. The rivalries are gone. The conferences are gone. The the regions are gone. Like all the stuff that made college football what it once was, it's all it's all gone. Yeah. Right. So yeah. adapt, figure it out. Let's move on. This is from one of the NCAA board of directors. Just it, tell me if this is not just the most capitulating statement of all time. I realize in pausing NIA-related enforcement while these other bylaws are upheld by the injunction will raise significant questions on campuses. This is precisely why D1 meeting rooms, not a courtroom, is the best place to change NCAA policies. This is the only practical response to the injunction and lawsuit at this time. We hope attorneys will work with us to clarify the next steps. I mean, they are just saying, we just got our asses handed to us and there is nothing we can do. Stupid. I mean, it's... It's kind of crazy that a bunch of rich boosters from Tennessee, the NCAA said, we're investigating you. And they said, no, you're not. I mean, well, if, it not. Wasn't, if it wasn't them, it was somebody, it would have been someone, someone else. else. Yeah. Just... Well, I mean, Michigan tried and Michigan went like we keep seeing schools kind of threatening to do this. And Tennessee finally was like, no, mm. we'll just sue you. Mm. And they got the attorney general on board. The entire state sued. Did you dump your DeBella Timbers jersey? I know you're a big Timbers guy. You got to dump it now. I, I didn't have a I didn't have a jersey. Oh, all right, good yeah. good deal. I'm not a, I'm I'm not a, I'm not a jersey guy. Me neither. Um, you a you scarf know. guy? Oh, oh, I'm a scarf guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. You 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 better believe it. I'll see you there. On, am, I'll uh, see you there on Saturday. Ooh, I'll be there Saturday. Yeah. I will. All right, my friend. You have a wonderful weekend. I will. You have a wonderful weekend too. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Bye. Joey Hanson brought to you by wow. PDX. The future of building is here. The club is next on the fan.